We are in our Advent series. We've called our Advent series Waiting in the Dark. Advent is a time in which we, we uh, are opening our eyes again, reopening our eyes again, um, discovering our need for God. And then furthermore, re or seeing again freshly that God has come. God has, is bringing life. And so we practice this waiting because Jesus is going to come back. Somebody say praise God. Amen. And also we practice this remembering that Jesus has come and his death and resurrection, his ascension inaugurated a new kingdom that we are living in now. So we find ourselves in a time of remembering and waiting, both of those happening. That's what Advent is all about. So in a moment, I'm going to invite you um, to participate with the conversation um, and send in some text responses. This is not just me making you do the work of writing the message, <laughs> but it's an opportunity for us all to be involved with the, uh, the conversation. So there's the number. You see it on the screen, or those of you at home as well, you can text this number as well. Um, <clears throat> take a picture of that if you need to. Save that, and in a few moments, you'll be able to um, engage. So in the Advent season, what we've decided is rather than read the scriptures all together, we are listening to the next generation here at New Hope read us the scriptures. Take a look this morning. I think they're so cute. Zephaniah 3, 16 through 17. On that day, the announcement to Jerusalem will be, Cheer up, Zion. Don't be afraid, for the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take the light. He will take the light. And he will take the light with you with bread. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. On that day, the announcement to Jerusalem will be, Cheer up, Zion. Don't be afraid, for the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take the light. He will take the light. And he will take the light with you with bread. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Zephaniah 3.20 On that day, I will gather you together and bring you home again. I will give you a good name, a name of distinction among all the nations of the earth, as I restore your fortunes before their very eyes. I, the Lord, has spoken. 
I, the Lord, have spoken. I, the Lord, have spoken. Matthew 2, 10 through 11. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They fell with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary. And they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We trust that the Lord wanted you to hear those scriptures twice. That's right. Some of you just weren't listening well enough. And God knows what he's doing. And so does our tech team. They're great. Let's give them a hand, guys. Thank you for all that you do. So today's word is joy. Now, what I have, as I thought about, like defining joy, it is difficult to define joy in the abstract. Words don't just quite get it. Happy, contented, maybe. Um, here's a definition that, you know, um, tries to get at joy. A feeling of great pleasure, happiness. I mean, that's, that's something. Here's a bunch of synonyms I found. There's some amazing words on here. I won't read all of them, but I want to point out felicity. Anybody use that word in a sentence? Yeah. Apparently, just like you would joy, yeah. Uh, jocundity. That's, these are great words. Now, <laughs> I love words, and all these words are powerful, but joy, I mean, it's just so much bigger than a word. Joy is about connection to God and to others. I want you to focus on that word, connection. Joy is small jolts of realizing afresh that we are not alone, that not all is lost, that God is with us. We sang that earlier. It is an awareness of the astounding creation that is all around you. It is the current recognition of the beauty of humanity that's all around you. Everybody look around beautiful humanity that is all around you. I mean, it's just incredible that these people exist, that you exist. This is joy. Zephaniah's prophecy, thank you kids, said, on that day, the announcement to Jerusalem will be, cheer up, Zion, don't be afraid, for the Lord your God is living among you. This is a prophecy that was fulfilled in Jesus coming to the world. He is a mighty savior. He will take delight with you with gladness. <laughs> with gladness, as Leila said. <laughs> with his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Joy is about experiencing the full realness of life. Joy, God's intent is that we were who were given life would actually live life. We who were given life would actually live life, that we would live alive. <laughs> That's a funny little phrase, isn't it? That we would live alive. I think that suggests that we are often living with our eyes half 
shut. Not seeing all this that is happening around us. Joy is about life. It's about realizing we are alive. Joy comes when we walk in the truth of Jesus' resurrection life. Jesus said this. This is what Jesus said. He says, now the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it abundantly. Praise God. Many of us are familiar with that scripture. The Greek word for life here is zoe. Everybody say zoe. Jesus has come that you might have zoe. You might have life. It is directly related to the verb uh, zeo, which means to live. We could paraphrase what Jesus says here. The thief comes to steal life, or zoe, and destroy life. But I have come, Jesus said, that they may live the life given them in fullness. That Jesus' desire and why he comes is to, is to reanimate that which was dead, that which was lost, that which is sinful and broken. He's, he, he's come to reanimate that. Listen to what Paul writes as he's talking about this life and he uses these same words of Zoe. He says, it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be put to shame in any way, but that by, uh, but that by my speaking with all boldness, here's what's on the screen, Christ will be exalted now as always in my body, whether by life, Zoe, or by death. For, for to me, living, Zao, is Christ and dying is gain, is what he says. That while on this life, no matter what we are facing, Paul is suggesting that we can live in fullness. And Paul is writing that uh, from prison. And Philippians is called the great letter of joy. And the juxtaposition of him being in prison and the joy that he writes with suggests to us that we can have joy in all things. Paul says in this letter, Rejoice, and again I say, rejoice. Joy. Earlier, the wise men were on to something. We heard the kids read this. The wise men discerned that there was something new happening on the scene. And then they came to where the star was, where Jesus had been born, and they were filled with Joy. They entered the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. And they opened their treasure chests and they gave him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. God had sent his son. The wise men knew something about what was going on, and they bowed and worshiped Christ the King. Why? Because they had a sense. And we have a sense that the stranglehold that death has had on history is now being reversed. Life from God was unfolding in a new way. The king of life had come. Joy was coming onto the scene. They were filled with joy again because God's good creation, his good world, his good people that he had created was now going to be reanimated and be given new life and new fullness and new hope so that we can be filled with joy with abiding joy. Well, I think that deserves an amen. Now this baby who came on the scene, this king baby, there's a juxtaposition, a king baby would grow to be a man 
And he would open up the pathways for others to have life. He opens the pathway for you to have life. His very life. He expressed joy, fully present, mourning with those who mourned, rejoicing with those who rejoiced, speaking life into the very world, bringing the, being the very bringer, being the very bringer of joy, Jesus would for the joy set before him, even endure the shame of the cross. He would walk all the way to the cross because he saw you and I and the whole of humanity and all of creation before him on the other side of the cross as he passed through and he endured the scourge and the shame of the world. He absorbed death into himself as he did experience death, as he went into the grave and then he was resurrected again. He provided a pathway, a way, a road for you and I to be able to receive life and now to to walk with open eyes and to be able to walk with this brand new hope and to be able to walk with new joy, to be able to see the goodness of God all around us and be able to reflect his goodness to others, to be looking for it, to be trusting that reconciliation, that redemption, that hope is stirring, that God is on the move, that he's not finished, that history is going to culminate with him coming back and making everything new again. And so our response then is to bow and worship before him, to receive this joy as the scriptures say the joy of the Lord is our strength that was the fresh word part joy is found right in life but I thought this morning that more than describing or even giving an inspirational speech of sorts that I would testify Last night when I learned that I would be preaching, I immediately sent out some prayer requests to a bunch of people. I said, just be praying. And what God immediately prompted me was, go on a walk. And I invited my kids to go with me, and they didn't want to, so I went by myself. (laughs) (laughs) And I did one of my favorite things to do, and that is to walk through my neighborhood in the dark. And as you know, in the dark right now, not all is dark, not just because of the streetlights, because of the Christmas lights. And I prayed and I said, what is it that these people need to hear? And the Lord brought all these little vignettes of my life over the last 14 days. And I'd like to share them with you. Some of them are about you. What we'll hear is not all stories of total victory. We'll hear stories of obedience, faith, and honesty, stories of awakening, stories of those becoming aware of that life is for living, These are stories of my awareness. These are stories of connecting the dots, seeing what God is up to. And I wish you could feel the joy inside of me as I tell these small stories that have taken place over the last two weeks. 25 small stories. 25 small stories that lead me to joy. And I bet at least a few of them will evoke joy in you too. Because joy is about connection. It's about connecting with God, recognizing, oh, he's here. And then others as well, loving them. It's becoming awake. So allow these 25 stories of joy to awaken you. Are you ready? I listened to a young woman describe how her student loans are being forgiven. And freedom is coming to her life. And I praise God. 
I heard a young man say in the last 14 days that he is surrendering his life to God's will. And I felt joy and I praise God. 12 days ago, I sat with a man who is from a country where it is illegal to be a Christian. He is not yet a Jesus follower, but he described his people as walking in darkness and needing to see a light. He then asked me to summarize the Christian faith. And so I read John 3, 16 and 17 to him, and I felt joy, and I praised God. Number four, <laughs> I saw several middle school age kids from New Hope serve at the movie night, serve creatively and passionately and joyfully, and I praised God. I listened to a woman who just lost a U.S. Senate race in another state. On the phone with her, she expressed her great dismay and confusion, but then admitted that Jesus probably had something to teach her through her national humiliation, her words. I listened, and I felt compassion, and I felt connection. I felt joy, and I praised God. I heard a good report from a woman in our church who had her kidney removed, her remaining kidneys in good condition. She, she was so happy to be back at church this week, and I see her here this morning. Jennifer, it is good to see you. I praise God, and I experience joy. There's a Kenyan man by the name of William who's a part of our church. You may have gotten to know him. And on Thursday, he will be sworn in as a dual citizen, a U.S. citizen, and a Kenyan citizen. And I praise God. A man in our church asked us to pray for his, he asked us to pray for his wayward son every week. And this week, I prayed again for his son. And I was blessed by this man's faithfulness to invite us to pray over and over again. I felt joy. I felt connection with God. I felt admiration for this father who refuses to stop praying for his son. I was in a meeting last week. Just this last week in which Jesus was invited to heal the hurts of racism and exclusion between two men. I heard the words between the offender and the victor, the victim. I am sorry and also I forgive you. I praise God. I saw, I sat with a man from Africa just yesterday morning. And I felt great joy as he opened his heart to tell me what God has been teaching him. And I praise God. Last week, a man I know who has hurt and pain in his life, he came forward to receive communion and I embraced him. And I felt connection and God's love for him with no words exchanged. And I praised God. On Friday night, I watched a young mother thoughtfully engage with her toddlers at the movie night. On Friday night, her patience, her strength, and tenderness struck me, and I praised God. Last week, over dinner with a few people from New Hope, a Guatemalan woman by the name of Kimberly, who works with Food for Hungry in Guatemala, reported that miraculously many of the indigenous villages in Guatemala experienced little to no COVID during the pandemic, and I praised God. I watched a young woman I know double back into a store to give some money away to an organization that is collecting money to help others. I felt a surge of joy, for she is learning to live by giving, and I praise God. 
I exchanged some witty lines with one of our older women when she left the movie night on Friday night. I was impressed by her humor, and I praised God. (laughs) Yesterday, I listened to a man who has lived in our country for only five days. At one point in his recent life, in the country he came from, he could not leave his house for six months under the threat of death. He gave God glory for his escape, and I joined him in praising God. Two times yesterday, I was greeted by cheerful bell ringers outside of stores. Their smiles and holiday greetings warmed my heart, and I praised God. This last week, I saw tear tear pricks in the eyes of a young couple who are feeling seen, and they're feeling wanted, and I praised God. Just this week, I saw the wit and the charm of my oldest daughter, the strength and the love of my son, and the articulation and creativity of my youngest, and I praised God. I watched a young pastor this week extend grace and mercy towards a homeless woman. He interrupted his his whole schedule to help this woman find a place to sleep last week. Well done, Devin, I praise God. I watched hundreds of middle schoolers. I watched hundreds of middle schoolers and uh, students play their instruments or sing their God-given voices this last week. They made beautiful music together. And then one of them from New Hope came up and expressed so much appreciation that Danya and I were there. She was so glad we came, and I praise God for her gratitude. This last week, I was walking through the rain, and a family offered me a ride to my car, and I praised God for the ride. (laughs) Yesterday morning, I joined with people from Africa, from the Middle East, from Asia, from England, from the Ukraine, all to watch the World Cup. We shouted, we sang, we yelled at each other and the referees, and there was great joy. I praise God for the life that was there. And 25, for those of you who are counting, after the super fun movie night on Friday, a mom here at New Hope let us know that her daughter said, I am so glad we have this church. I love this church, and I praise God. God. Is that amazing? Just in the last 14 days, as I began to realize that God is alive and he is working, all of these these fresh memories came to my mind and I was alivened again to recognize that God is on the move. Advent is the time in which we, we, we look for joy now, knowing that the full joy is coming. We say, thank you, God, for what you have done. We receive it now. We look to see. We open up our eyes and praise God. There's joy when we go looking for it. Now get out your phone. I want to hear from you. <laughs> Here's what you're going to do. You're going to text in one thing that you have observed in the last week or two that reminded you you are alive or that you felt connection, something that gave you joy. I gave you a list of 25 for my last couple of weeks. Just send us one. You have a minute and 30 seconds. Um, Get it out. Don't worry about punctuation or spelling. We're not going to put it on the screen, and I can read most things. All right. Minute 30 seconds.
Oh man, guys, so so much joy. So much joy. All right, I'm going to read a few. Won't be able to get all of them. Oh, what brought you joy? A snuggle from our granddaughter. Our roommate passed her paramedic exam, and I felt so much joy for her and with her. Congratulations. What brought you joy? I heard our daughter sing a psalm of David. Oh, the 23rd Psalm. <laughs> what brought you joy? Seeing the ultrasound picture of my newest granddaughter. Praise God. Life coming. That's literal life coming. <laughs> Watching my daughter dance in front of the Christmas tree, overcome with joy. Hearing good theology taught and shared gives me joy. Praise God. Being able to FaceTime my parents brings me joy. I randomly met three followers of Christ in the last week while playing video games online. There's hope! <laughs> that was his words, not mine. That was his words. There's hope, and that brings me great joy. Oh, praise God. My daughter was given warm boots as a surprise gift, and her eyes lit up like Christmas. She was so grateful and excited. Feeling loved by God gives me the greatest joy I've ever known. Amen. <clears throat> mm. It's a tender one. My brother's celebration of life. He is home now. The ultimate joy. Praise God. Weekly dinner at my mom's house. Face painting at the movie night, it brought me great joy to connect with each person for 30 to 60 seconds that I spoke to while I painted their face. <laughs> my preschooler tucking me in to sleep on one of my favorite chairs with all of her favorite stuffies and babies. <laughs> That's like a, that needs to be a Hallmark card or something. <laughs> Two days ago, my son was sent to the ER for a rupturing appendix, and they did emergency surgery. He is out of surgery and doing well. He is alive. I praise God. Amen. And the final one, <laughs> spending time with my teammates after a workout, just goofing off, being obnoxious, and being <laughs> reminded of the love and connection that we all share through a sport that many people would never want to do, just existing with people who I love and knowing that they love me. Joy. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for sharing. I hope that we see that as our eyes are opened, that God is providing and giving life that he's redeeming and restoring and healing that which is broken, that fresh chances are always available, new starts, and grace is available. And at times, God breaks through with miraculous, stupendous, jaw-dropping grace. At any moment, he can change everything. Let's be people who lean into joy. So finally, a question of applying joy. 
Paul writes in that great letter of joy to the church in Philippi. He says, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. And he makes that very clear. He says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. How do we get joy? We get joy by giving. By being generous as God has been generous to us. We at New Hope are exercising that generosity muscle, aren't we? Yeah. We've done a great job of caring for students over at Chavez and Stevens Middle School to make sure that those who are less fortunate can have some, uh, a Christmas joy burst with a gift given to them. We have collected coats and uh, hats and socks and scarves and gloves. We're doing that. We're also continuing our partnership with Sheo Guatemala and Another thing that I'm really inviting us into, and we presented this last week, and, um, or a couple of weeks ago, but they're due on uh, Christmas Eve, um, so I want to remind you again. We are asking every family in the church <clears throat> um, to make a pledge towards our here, near, and far efforts. This would be above our regular giving, tithes, and offerings. There's all these partnerships that we have here in the community, um, near to us, and then all the way across the world. And these partnerships, a part of our partnership with them, is financial. And we're asking you to pledge above your regular giving um, what it is that you intend to give this next year, what your monthly pledge uh, will be, and um, as an opportunity for us to continue supporting and blessing these various ministries. Um, so those are due on December 24th. If you need a pledge card, if you didn't get one in your handout, there's some right by the tree over there on a stand that's right next to the tree. Um, you can get a pledge card there. And I encourage you, take that, talk it over with your family, with your spouse, um, uh, and, and then pray and discern, what is it that God is asking us to do together? Um, we want to be a church that experiences the joy of of giving, the joy of giving. <clears throat> okay, my goodness. I just see there's about 25 other texts that came through. Um, but I will ask you for one final text in. All right, here we go. Our final text in, what is this? What are some other ways we can get or give joy this season? What are some other ways that we can get or give joy this season? Again, I'd like for you to help me and for you to help all of us. You have a minute. Um, go ahead and send me your best ideas of getting or giving joy this season.
Okay. Here's a few, some ideas. Uh, singing Christmas carols. Yeah. Come to our Christmas carol sing next Sunday evening. Um, it's just so much fun. You could do that other places too, but you'll definitely have a great time with us. Here's another one. Hug a stranger. Now, I'd... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to leave that out there. I think that's, I'm going to try it this week. I did. I hugged a stranger this last week. So there we go. Hey, all right. Open your home. Um, Danya and I are inviting a couple of refugees to come to our house on Christmas Day. And there's lots of people that maybe don't have a spot for Christmas. Maybe open your home to them. Another woman in our church said in the previous question that's related to that, and maybe this is just sponsoring something that God wants to do and somebody in particular, they said that they've, they've built a relationship with a Ukrainian woman who's been kind of in transient housing for the last couple of years, and they're praying about inviting that person to find permanent community among us. It's pretty amazing. That will bring joy. Um, take a moment each day to find gratitude. Open your eyes. Donya and I, when we get stressed out, we often do, is it time for a gratitude list? And we just go back and forth. All right, you go. What, what can we be grateful for? What can we be grateful for? You go, you go, you go. And by the time we get to the end, we love each other again. And it's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right, I know. <laughs> Hi, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> Giving time to God. Hmm. Play and soak in beautiful Christmas songs celebrating his birth. Hmm. Invite someone to lunch. Put a smile on your face and see others around you. That's good. Pay attention to people over other distractions. That's great. I will be giving and getting joy by baking cookies for the homeless young adults who have never made cookies from scratch or know how to use an oven. That's beautiful. I've noticed in this season, my efforts to get joy are typically pretty fruitless or short-lived. Immersing myself in the Bible and looking out for the interests of others well up joy inside of me. It's a great discernment. Ah, here's one. Bless your waiter with a larger than normal tip. Yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the waiter said. <laughs> yes, amen. <laughs> Would you like to tell us where you work? <laughs> and your, your shift? <laughs> amen, I love that. Give of yourself to family and friends. While I'm at work, 
greet my non-believing friends with a big smile. Show them the love of God through friendship. That's good. This is one of my favorite things that this person says here. Truly the most simple thing, but it always manages to make my day. Just smile or wave to a stranger. I, I love that. I love making the little connection, the little knowing look to somebody that you, I don't even know what we know together, but we're sharing a moment of joy, a moment of smile. And even, even give them a hug. There's so many ways that we can give joy and likely, as this person said, receive joy as we're serving and looking out for the interests of others. I encourage you that that is, ah, that is such a witness in the world, such a testimony of God's goodness that is in each one of us and within our reach to give uh, to others today. Ah. I feel joy just recounting the things that I see in my life. And I feel joy uh, reflecting on how you've encouraged us uh, to receive joy and what is bringing you joy in your life. Mm. Praise God. Praise God. Mm.